0: you're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET, I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. Liesl Clark is taking over a state agency that has been in real turmoil since 2015 when information came out that the Department of Environmental Quality water regulators let Flint switch drinking water sources without adding corrosion control chemicals which is what allowed lead to leach into the pipes supplying the city's drinking water. And now there's a PFAS issue in drinking water in Michigan that seems to be popping up all over the state. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is reshuffling the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality in an effort to respond more quickly to widespread water contamination and climate change. The current DEQ will morph into the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy Today. Lisa Clark joins us now to talk about the goals of that new department and how she's handling the problems she inherited. Liesl Clark, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Good morning, Stephen. I'm happy to be here. Yeah,
0: it's great to have you. Uh, let's talk about uh, your background and how you think that prepares you for this role.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Stephen. So um, most immediately, um, I actually um, uh, was an entrepreneur Um, And own my own business. So I started, I founded a business about eight years ago um, with uh, a partner at the initial initial time and then grew to a couple of other partners as well. And I'm really proud of the work that we did, a public policy consulting firm working in the clean energy space called Five Lakes Energy. Um, we grew to seven people in four states. And let me tell you, as a small business owner, um, operating with four with employees in four different states is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, that gave me a really good insight into, um, you know, what does it take to make sure you're meeting payroll? Um, how do you take care of your people first? And, you know, we were really committed to making sure that we had employees that had um, kind of the full suite um, of, of offerings. We wanted to take care of them as, as individuals as well as employees. And that was a really good um, combination with my time in public service, um, where I had spent um, probably about eight years before yeah. um, working in you different worked, uh, roles. You worked with d uh, Yeah. So program. I was the deputy right? director at d the Department of Energy, Labor, and Economic Growth. And at that time, that was a 4,000-person agency. And my area was Energy Systems, And then before that, I had worked in um, state government in a variety of roles around environment, natural resources, and energy, including the um, legislative liaison of the Department of Agriculture. So my world's always been the intersection of food, energy, and water, um, which I think is a really nice culmination for a position like this.
0: Yeah. Um, So when when we talk about uh, the environmental challenges we have here in in Michigan, I think, uh, first of all, they're kind of a mess. Uh, We've got a pretty big mess on our hands. Uh, but I also think that that mess is driven by a number of different things, right? Uh, uh, there's neglect, uh, official neglect that, that that's taken place. Uh, but there's also sort of this systemic disinvestment that I think has been going on for a really long time in Michigan that is maybe equally responsible for some of the things that we've seen. And I think that presents a different kind of challenge. It's not just about having better decision makers in key positions. It's also about figuring out how we reinvest, I guess, in uh, not just our infrastructure, but the entire environmental sort of uh, ecosystem that we have here in in Michigan.
1: I couldn't agree more. So at the heart of it, I really think that we as Michiganders treasure our natural resources. And that's really how we define ourselves through our Great Lakes, um, through our connection to climate. Um, However, there has been, you know, decades of disinvestment. I mean, it's just astonishing when you look at it. When I first came to this role, I asked, "Okay, show me the general fund budget for this department. Um, right now. And so, you know, I get those numbers and I said, okay, show me the general fund budget for this department from 2000, 2002. It's a precipitous drop. And so my point in that is not we need to pay the department more. I mean, that's a, that's a strategic discussion. But my point is that when we talk about general fund investment, we're talking about investment from the state. Um, I think we as Michiganders need to have a conversation about what do we want to invest in what are our priorities? And obviously this governor thinks that, you know, our priorities need to be road, roads need to be water infrastructure, needs to be education. And so, you know, we obviously really support those priorities and want to figure out how to make sure that we're doing um, as much as we can to invest wisely at the same time. But, you know, I couldn't agree more. There's just been decades of disinvestment in this state.
0: So so if you think about the, of course, most garish example of that disinvestment and of key decision makers not doing their jobs. Of course, Flint comes first to mind, I think, uh, and and it should and it probably will for decades uh, to come. I, I wonder, from your perspective, taking this job at this time, how you plan to regain the trust of the people of Flint. I mean, I think that was one of the greatest casualties in all of this, is that uh, the people who live there uh, have no reason to trust that government has their best interests at heart or uh, will even fix all of the problems that that, that cropped up. What's your strategy for reaching out to them?
1: Well, so I would say, you know, just to address your full question too, I think another piece of the challenge was the fact that we weren't doing a good job of listening. Mm -hmm. I don't think the state was doing a good job of listening. And I think that that's part of the problem too, is making sure that we're um, really communicating with each other. I think that was a really big loss in the course of um, everything that happened. Um, We have uh, a department that's made up of deep expertise. Um, I work with thousands of really, really smart people. Um, The trick becomes, to your point, what is that level of trust? What is that um, uh, ability to, um, for the for the public to know that they can lean on the trusted experts, the scientists that have their backs, that are looking at um, the different data that's involved, helping them understand um, what is um, what is a, a safe level of risk? Because we all know that in the world, what we're trying to do is we're trying to mitigate risk, right? Um, is is with our drinking water as well as with simply a drive home, right? There's always risk involved. The question is, how can we get to the safest possible level of risk? And in order to do that, uh, we have to have um, the smartest scientists that we can. Um, but we also have to have the trust, and we have to have that regular back and forth, um, so that we can um, have that have that foundation from which to work. Um, so, you know, I agree. I think that it's a uh, it's an important. Uh, component of what's happening, and it's an important part of um, the decision-making for me um, when the governor asked me to take on this role.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh, Let's talk a little about the name change uh, in the department. Uh, Sometimes name changes mean a lot. Sometimes they don't mean very much at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Explain to us why the name is changing and what, for you, that actually uh, will mean in terms of policy or administration.
1: Yeah, so I had the opportunity to address my colleagues at the department, and I'll tell you a little bit of what I told them. Um, The first thing that I told them was that I'm really proud of the work that they do. The second thing that I told them is um, uh, a name change is just a name change, right? Um, This agency has uh, almost a century of history, going back to the Conservation Commission that was created in the early 1900s here in Michigan, Um, We as uh, Michiganders, again, have a proud natural resources legacy. Um, And, you know, that has looked different over the decades that the department existed. What's important, what's important today and what's important tomorrow and what's important in the months to come is not what is our name. What's important is how do we do our jobs? How do we show up for each other? How do we show up for the people of the state of Michigan? How do we um, uh, stay committed to the job of protecting public health and the environment in the state? That's what's important.
0: So, uh, if if I'm a uh, person who lives here in Michigan and and wondering what will be different uh, in the in the in the Whitmer administration, uh, tell me how this name change will kind of show up on my front door.
1: So, I mean, again, a name change is a name change. It's a different it's a different name. Um, there are uh, some uh, structural changes to the department. So, um, of course, today we are Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. Um, some of the things that look a little bit different are the Agency for Energy's joined us at the department. Um, the role of Great Lakes has been um, uh, kind of leveled up, um, which. Um, Great Lakes and climate are really a component of all the work that we do at the department. So to me, that's just sort of a natural, you know, if you go from, you know, um, solid waste management to air quality permits to wetlands work, you know, to surface water, groundwater, drinking water, it all comes back to the Great Lakes. So to me, that just is logical. Um, We're also creating um, the Office of um, Environmental Justice Public Advocate. I am super thrilled to have Regina Strong on my team, um, who's going to be leading that effort, along with um, some of the great environmental justice folks who've already been at the department, Katie Cruz and some others, so that's going to be a strengthening of that dialogue with communities. Um, Also creating the Office of uh, Drinking Water Public Advocate, you know, trying to give uh, communities another way into the department. Right. So let's just make it easier to have the conversation. So um, I've said a couple of times already publicly, receiving comments is not a dialogue. (laughs) I am seeking to uh, transition the mindset To help our folks be comfortable getting out there and having more dialogue. And let me be honest, I work with um, some fantastic experts that are, you know, in large part scientists and engineers. Um, You know, they need help from the communications world to help them um, get out there in a space where they can receive that and have that back and forth. And that's what we're seeking to do.
0: My guest is Liesl Clark. She is the director of the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, which today is morphing into the Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy here in Michigan. We're talking about uh, that department's work, that department's work in the past, which of course uh, has gotten very negative attention in the Flint water crisis and the PFAS uh, the issue that keeps cropping up all over Michigan. We're also talking about the future. What will this department look like? look like and how will it behave under the administration of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, Lisa, I want to talk a little bit about you. Uh, the background that you have is is really interesting, both private sector and government um, uh, but this idea of starting uh, an energy industry consulting firm, Five Lakes Energy, what brought you uh, what brought you to that space, which uh, seems to really interest you.
1: Yeah, so I just, um, I am really committed to the work that we need to do in this state around climate and in this nation around climate. Um, And so um, I enjoyed the work that I was doing um, with the Grand Home team at the end of that previous administration. And we were um, really starting to see an industry cop up around uh, clean energy deployment. And um, my partner, Skip Press, and I said to each other, let's see if we can keep doing this. We really enjoy this work. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, um, my, my mom, my dad, um, my brothers, my aunts and uncles. I have, I, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. And so um, I really felt like I had the right foundation and, you know, I, you know, uh, was always incredibly encouraged by my husband because there's nothing like going home to your spouse and saying, Hey, what if I start my own company and like not make any money until people decide to pay me? You know, that always goes over really well. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, it was a great experience and, um, it's hard for me to talk about five lakes sometimes cause I'm a little nostalgic. It's a bit different to go from eight people, flexible work environment, virtual workplace, uh, where you can really shape things to where, you know, to 1100 people in a structure. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, little different. But I will say the one thing that is really great is to not be the IT guy and the tax person and the bookkeeper <laughs> and the yeah, so that's a that's a nice transition, but yeah. um yeah, so that's a little bit about me.
0: So you've said in this role that uh you want to be Friendly to business in this state, and I think uh, you, you know your background reflects the the idea that you know about business and understand the priorities that businesses have uh, and the concerns that they might have about regulation and and other sort of government interaction. But of course, uh, DEQ is an agency that that principally is there to champion the interests of the people uh, and the environment that they live in talk about that tension and how you navigate that as a former business owner now in charge of a government agency.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that my background is important. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, what really drives me, what gets me out of bed in the morning is uh, leaving a better Michigan for my kids and my grandkids. And that means a lot of different things, right? I mean, that is important to me from a climate perspective, from a Great Lakes perspective, from a natural resources perspective. But it's also from having vibrant communities um, and making sure that we've got, um, to your point, a natural tension between all of those things. The department is governed by statute. What we do as regulators um, is set by what is in statute. You know, we've been I've been doing these listening sessions where I've been trying to um, give uh, the 1,100 people in my department an opportunity to let me know what's on their minds at the outset. I felt like for the, my first 100 days, my the first thing I needed to do was to listen to all of them. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And I've been hearing a lot of different things. And one of the things that was an interesting discussion a few sessions ago was a gentleman who said, we are not environmentalists. We are regulators. That is our job at the department. Um, and I also had somebody else who said, this was really great, um, We are we are here to find the problems. That is our job. Our job is to find the next problem. Um, And then our job is to deal with it better than we dealt with the last problem. Every time we can get better, um, there's so much opportunity for growth um and so i've really been been listening um to those to those voices in the department so yeah there'll always be a natural tension and at the end of the day our job is not actually to do what the citizens want us to do either our job is to do what's in statute sure and if the citizens want something that's not in statute then their job is to go to the legislature and get it changed, <laughs> Tell them to get it changed right? we're governed by statute
0: but you know that i mean that's an interesting distinction that that uh, that, that person was drawing for you we're not environmentalists we're regulators Uh, And I think, you know, from a government standpoint, there's no question that that's right. I also think, though, that given the things that we've seen in this state over the last four or eight years, um, you know, people might be expecting more of... An environmentalist bent from this department. Uh, are you feeling those expectations? Are you hearing about those expectations from some people?
1: Well, let me just tell you, Stephen. That um, okay. So I've been reading Dave Dempsey's ruin and recovery. If you haven't had a chance to read it, you certainly should. Dave's a great guy. Great guy. Hi, Dave. Um, there is a, a quote in there from one of the early conservation commissioners. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't P.J. Hoffmaster. I can't remember who it was. I. Just took it out of my briefcase this morning. I wish I still had it. And the quote is um, before I took this job, I had no idea how many opinions there were gonna be <laughs> and how many times I get letters letters in the mail, this was like 1920, right? Um, of people that I feel like just want me to fail, that are just trying to trip me up. And I just read that quote and I was like, oh my goodness, like is he reading my email like I feel like um, (laughs) there are so many opinions and um, you know my job my job is to lead the department my job is to set the tone for the department set the vision and values for the department and then my job is to support the experts doing what their you know expert opinion tells them to do in the boundaries of statute that's my job
0: yeah Uh, This is uh, Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Liesl Clark. She is the director of the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality, which morphs today into the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. We're talking about all of the things that we've heard happen here in the state of Michigan over the last four or eight years that have to do with DEQ and its performance. We're also talking about how that might be different in the future under Lisa Clark and Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Um, Liesl, I want to ask you about the, the two administrations that you've now uh, served in. Uh, Governor Granholm, uh, you worked in, in D-Leg with her, and now uh, you're running DEQ, now uh, Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy for Governor Whitmer. Um, there have been some really crude comparisons uh, between the two governors, just because they're, they're women. I've heard a lot of people say, well, they're the same, and uh, they, they will govern the state the same way. Of course, those are, are are ridiculous. But I do wonder if you can draw for us maybe some contrasts between uh, the way in which uh, those two administrations are approaching these issues. Are there differences that uh, that people ought to be mindful of?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, um, and not one that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. Um,
0: and it's it's early too, right? Uh, it's early it in is the Whitmer early. administration, and we want, we don't know as much about what she's going to do because she's only been there, you know, a couple of months. But, well, I'll
1: uh, be honest too. Um, I really enjoyed um, uh, the work that I did for the Granholm Home Administration, um, but it was at a very different level than at the work for the for the Whitmer administration. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I also think that um, I have some insight into both those offices, but I don't feel like it's at a it's at a comparable level, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you know, eight years have passed. And so, you know, (laughs) things look a little bit different. I will also say that um, those were some economically very challenging years in Michigan, as I think we're all super aware. I remember sitting in. Um, the back row of a cabinet meeting where there were just countless numbers of Warren notices coming in about layoffs. And um, I think Governor Granholm writes about that well in her book. Mm -hmm. Um, That was, that was something else. Um, And I think that um, there are real challenges facing the state right now. And I think that people that are kind of aware of the trajectory of state government, back to your kind of first opening conversation, we started disinvesting in Michigan in the early 2000s -hmm. and we have not fixed that. And we did that. We, I'm saying we broadly, we, the state chose to do that because of challenges we were having economically and we have not made a different decision yet. And I think that, um, those early disinvestments, it it's kind of like your kind of your home maintenance, right? You don't really see much, right. <laughs> and then it catches up with you. Mm-hmm. Flint is a huge example of it catching up with us of disinvestment and of systemic decisions that were made across the state that led to that. Um, and I think we're, you know, I think we are all seeing it every day from a roads perspective. Um, you know, I, I I think we've got to think very thoughtfully about what do we value i can tell you what my values are you know and i i'm curious what your values are and we as a state need to decide what our values are and i think that um governor whitmer has really laid out what her values are in that budget and that is what she values um i have so much respect for the fact that that budget is to me um hard hardly honest it's so honest it's a hard honest look at what are our finances and what are the challenges that we're in and how do we support those three if those are our three priorities roads water infrastructure and education and you know we can all argue about what our priorities are i think that's a pretty good top three list (laughs) um how do we pay for that right and so for example we are going to have challenges implementing the new lead and copper rule here in detroit we have 125,000 lead service lines that must be removed The question, and everybody agrees with that, the question is the pace and how do we pay for it? That budget includes um, tens of millions of dollars to support service line replacement. Is it enough? No. Does it help? Yes. It also includes dollars for hydration stations in schools. So the question becomes, you know, what is our philosophy as a state about what do we value? And then let's put our dollars where, where where our values are.
0: Okay, Lisa Clark, Director of the new Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today.
1: Thanks for having me, Stephen. It's been yeah, fun. And good luck. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I'll talk with you again tomorrow.